maybe yeah. you're a high country shepherd in Scotland. Yeah. Or maybe you work in the valleys in Wales. Wales. If we ever make it to Wales, we're going to get our faces smacked in. <laughs> Not for radio, summer edition. A little bit of late mail. Oh, g'day there. Welcome back to the podcast. Jay and Dunk with you. Uh, the summer light edition. Here is a great piece. Well, no, actually, yeah, it's a great piece of late mail. From Elliot Lee Lazzoni. Uh, question for Jay. This is from a while back. We were chatting about offal pits, um, mm. which uh, something you have on the farm, which is you dig a big hole and dead stuff and rubbish and shit goes in there. Um, do you, you put all the dead animals and other animal parts in there, right? Yeah. How long does the pit last? Do you dig a new one every so often? How much earth do you have to put on top of it so it's solid to walk over again after? Um, so from memory, basically there's a massive auger, um, which would be, I'd say, probably two metres wide. Is that what they do? Yeah. I don't and, know that. And so they, it's like a massive auger, so they, they drill, out all of the, um, drill out all the earth and they probably put it down to maybe 20 or 30 metres. It's definitely not something you want to fall down. 20 or 30 metres? Yeah. They're real Whoa. deep. Um, and then, um, yeah, maybe, yeah, I'd say at least 20. And then over the top of that is two big poles that get put and then a massive concrete lid. And then there's a smaller lid, which is one that a kid couldn't fall down. And so whenever there's big whenever there's big animals to go down there or you're gutting out over the offal pit, you basically pull the whole big concrete lid back and then there'd be planks put across it so that you'd just drop the gut straight down into it so you wouldn't have to. And that's what was at the farmer reduction on, right? Yep, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, one of those. Random place to put it there. Yeah, well, it's kind of it's by the rubbish pile because it also, like, you put the ash in there as well from incinerators. You burn rubbish on a, it's weird. I was like, when I came to the city, I was like, where does everyone burn their rubbish? <laughs> <laughs> it's so rogue. <laughs> it's so grim. Fuck, I remember um, my mate had uh, basically a rubbish tip on his uh, farm. He just They just dug a massive, big, long trench. Just slowly filled up things like fucking old washing machines, fridges, yeah. everything, everything went in. Yeah, not Bags uncommon. Of rubbish. Not uncommon for that to happen. And there's also sometimes, depending, um, uh, we used to have like a, almost like a cow, like a weird cow graveyard. So mm-hmm. if we weren't going to jam it down an awful pit, say for example, you, you have got like about a probably between a 3 and 7% loss of animals each year, like stock in terms of stock units. Yeah. And so whatever happened, whether it's if a cow that gets bloat or if something has some form of complications, gets lame, uh, won't be taken away to the works, they just get – dad would just pick it up with a front-end loader and then take it and just throw it off and, into like a little – into like a bush gully that we had there and they'd just all stack up and reek and pigs would come in and eat them and <laughs> – yeah, that's grim, but real. Yeah. Uh, this guy here, he's uh, this is you found this on the comedy like this, tab Instagram. And, yeah, so before we play it, um, it's basically if you were to hang out with, say, pick a celebrity that you've always wanted to hang out with, and it's not like a just like, oh man, I'm sitting there having a beer. It's like I'm having a night with this person. Probably Dave Grohl. Yeah. And so you would imagine what you and Dave Grohl would do. You'd maybe go and t- hit bars and go and hang out at someone's place and maybe go to a, had, go and watch him do a recording session or whatever it was. So this comedian's favorite person in the whole wide world is Nate Diaz, and he got to hang out with him. Oh, shit. This is already so good. I love it. Here we go. <laughs> That's Probably like your ever. number one guy, right? Nate Diaz. You always say, like, if I can always. hang out with one dude You can sports. hang out with one athlete, yeah. Nate Diaz. Without Which a is doubt. a good answer, and I don't think many people would say that, but that's yeah. a good answer. Bro, it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> it was everything I wanted. I walked in, it was him just shotgunning a fucking 
seltzer. <laughs> like, I got in. I got in there late, and he was like, "Yo, get him one too." He's the most. <laughs> he's the nicest dude ever. Like right. as soon as I walked in, he was like, "Yo, get this motherfucker one also," <laughs> and he got me one. And then we walked outside, and he front kicked a stranger. <laughs> You got to fight with a stranger immediately. Wait, wait I thought you were Bro, kidding. No. 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 So, so Nate's like, everybody that comes up, he's like, let's get a picture. Yeah, fuck you. Like, all that. And then one dude walked up that was, like, jacked. And Nate Diaz just immediately was like, yeah, Yo, you want to run up on us? <laughs> so as soon as Nate called him out, obviously the dude was like, Right, right. Then what's he gets up? Wanted, yeah. And Nate immediately is like, yo, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> so he slapped him like an Indian. <laughs> like knees locked. Just <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Nobody slaps like that on earth. Literally no bend in the knees. Just like, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> and then obviously his boys jumped in and like pulled him apart. While they were pulling him apart, he threw a front kick. And I was just standing there like, yo. <laughs> Bro, what, what were you he talking front about kicked when you, like, the dude and then alone? we walked out. As soon as we walked away, he's like, that motherfucker. Fuck it was like talking shit. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. That's exactly how you think it would go down. Um this you is a, this is a motherfucker. <laughs> and the slap as well. Um and then also as well, um Theo uh, Theo Vaughn is bloody great. He's all over the internet. I don't know, he's in my algorithms. Yeah. He's a he's a weird like a like a redneck uh, redneck comedian. Yeah, but then walks in some pretty serious heavy hitting circles. This is him on the between this is between two beers podcasts, is it? Beer yes. cave beer, yeah, something like that. Between two probably, beers, that's it. Okay, here we go. Tiggs Tiggs has bought me a light beer. She's trying to tell me that I'm, I've got a fucking drinking. Problem. Do you think the back of your balls are of the front of your balls, dude? <laughs> <laughs> well, the back of your balls hang out with your asshole. The front of your balls hangs out with your dick. Yeah. I'd much rather hang out with a dick than an asshole. Me too. Imagine his being back there. It's like living in the slums. <laughs> like. How jealous do you think the back of your balls are of the front of your balls, dude? <laughs> well, the back of your balls hang out with your asshole. The front of your balls hangs out with your dick. Yeah. I'd much rather hang out with a dick than an asshole. <laughs> Me too. Imagine his being back there. It's like living in the slums. It's <laughs> like, so good. Just the, the thought process that... Oh, I had to um, play that twice. Yeah, that, that uh, Theo, and that's Bert. You can hear him, the Bert Crushner or whatever his name is. Uh, he's hilarious. He That pod, that podcast in itself is, is classic. He was... Um, his phone rang. He's like, "Oh, it's my wife," and he's like, "Hey, honey, we're doing the podcast. What's going on?" She's like, "Well, this could be quite good for the podcast. I just had to pick up your daughter because she got caught gambling at school." He's like, "What the fuck?" She's playing dice for money. Yeah, at, at a Catholic all girls school. Yeah, <laughs> they proper lost it. That um, that dude and the other guy that's on that podcast. Remember ages ago we played a piece. Um. We played a bit, and he's doing this thing where they're trying to outdo each other for their birthdays every year. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, and there was... he got the cup. Yeah. And then he got him a fucking car, and then it was like a small... Pl- like, it's getting out of hand. It's gonna... So you, you saw the latest one where he got the cup. Oh, no. Did you, oh, mate, the cup's What's amazing. The cup? So he basically... He, he goes, lift up, the, lift up the lid. And so he basically lifted up like one of those um, those stainless steel lids, picked it up, and, uh, and it was a teacup. And he was like... Now what? What is the significance of this teacup? And he's like, basically, there was a a line of, um, there was a small run of these um, cups and saucers made, and by small run we mean six, and they were taken from the main residence of Munfura, uh when he was when he was killed. 
or when he, you know, was... What, Hitler? Yeah. And so um, the only people in that house that would have had um, a tea from or a coffee from that cup would have been him or his wife. And so there was a, there was a high possibility that he was holding on to the teacup that Hitler had drunken out of, and he's he's Jewish. So he's like, I should smash this. I should smash this. That is wild. Yeah. So the, he went to that length and he's like, don't smash it because it's worth quite a lot of money. But that is just a wild gift and how far they go down the rabbit hole to find these things. It's turned into a thing. I love it how it's every six months as well. Or, you know, yeah. there are thereabouts. I don't know when their birthdays are. Obviously, one's just been... But that's Cheers. cool doing it twice a year. Cheers, mate. Enjoy the lighty. <laughs> that one there tastes like a um, piece of shit. Thanks, Teagues. Um, oh, oh, you get the dirtiest look. <laughs> She's shaking her head. See, Good to have you in today, too, Teagues. Hey, Teagues, yeah. I actually saw a question come whistling oh, through for you. Fuck, that is undrinkable. What was the question? Uh, the question? Why do you give Jay light beers? <laughs> is, did you put Jay lemon- needs to grow up and get his own beers. <laughs> did you put lemonade in Jay's beer? <laughs> fuck, it would taste infinitely better if you did. Um, there was a question that came through for you on the Sniper's Nightmare Facebook page. It said, hey, fellas, what happened to the to Vanilla FM? And that was the Vanilla Rock oh, playlist. Yes. Mm. Um, that is uh, still about. You can just search Vanilla Rock on Spotify. A lot of followers on that. And also, um, Showboss Teagues, what happened to your prison pen pal? Um, he never replied. <laughs> Keith Keith. Trent Trent. Trent Trent. <laughs> um, no, I've had like quite a few prison pen pals and then when I realized that he probably wasn't going to reply, I tried to get some some other ones mm. and no one replies to me. So I've given up. They can get fucked. No, um, <laughs> there, was a, um, there was a large number of people that messaged in concerned about um, how that would go. Like they, There was genuine wasn't concern. He for, yeah. Wasn't he inside for murder? Did no, I... I don't think. Should I have a look? Give me like two minutes. No, 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 no. I don't reckon we need to give that any more yeah. light. But I'm pretty. I think I remember that correctly because I saw that post go up and I commented. I was like, "Wasn't anything to do with the fact that he was like he stopped communication because he was inside for murder?" Mm. No, I definitely replied. I remember it was going to be. It was quite hectic and people were quite concerned about. You yeah, know. they're like, "This never ends well." Trust me, and 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 provided examples. Yeah, that is true. Well, we don't have to worry anymore. Teagues wants a pen pal. If you want to be Teagues' pen pal. That would be so cool, but it's really expensive to send mail overseas, so just think about that. They do it electronically because it has to get scanned and then put in. No, that's for the prisoners. Dunk was about to segue and say Uh. if any of the snipers want to be my pen pal, then they're Yeah, if you're living in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, um, uh, in the UK somewhere or Ireland or something like that, that and have a slightly um, way different life to us doing, you know, working on a radio show and, and podcasts and stuff. It could be quite good. Yeah, maybe yeah. you're a high country shepherd in Scotland. Yeah. Or maybe you work in the valleys in Wales. 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 <laughs> <laughs> if we ever make it to Wales, we're going to get our faces smacked in. I don't think we are. I think I think it's going to become a thing. I think when Wales uh, go to play, well, actually, it's, uh, one bloke I know from that's Welsh. Has stopped messaging me on Instagram. So maybe it's me. he's an actor, Kyle Reese. I think his name it's, is. It's 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 uh, it's an ende- it's a term of endearment. One hundred percent. I would like it. Um, I would like it to get to the point. You know how um, England's got um, sweet chariot or whatever it is mm. they sing. Be good to have Wales all yelling Wales like maniacs. Eh? <laughs> When the, when, the, when the Welsh run on, the Welsh rugby side run on. I think we need to do a tour of the UK. I mean, this is obviously pie-in-the-sky stuff, but you've got to put these things out into the universe. Like, actually spend a bit of time on the road, take the fams, pack them up, 
camper van or whatever Fuck needs that. to be done. I'm going by myself. <laughs> no, but I mean, you can't go for very long if you do that, though. No, we'll just do a five-day bender. Five different pubs, do live um, friggin' not-for-radio podcasts from the pubs, $5 tickets, and you get a friggin' free beer as well. <laughs> we'll lose money, and it'll be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take twice as long to travel there as we are on the ground, but and fucking also, why not? I want to do it in December as well when it's cold as shit and everyone needs something to look forward to over there and then we, we can be like fizzed up and go over. Once um, our radio show's not in rating survey, we'll be free to fucking go. I reckon that's, we're on. Mm. We just need someone to pay for a little bit of it. Well, mate, it's shouldn't be an issue. Technicalities, well, you know. We like to work in the grey area. Yeah, well, we can keep thrashing up this idea and taking up your time, or uh, you can get back to whatever it is that you're doing. Light and fresh for summer. Jane Dunks, not for radio. Uh, so we were doing something. I thought we might finish on this. We were doing something on uh, the during the last week of our radio show. We were having a look at the Rock Drive yearbook, and that was um, some of the things that had happened on our show in the last 12 months, just month by month. We were basically looking at it. And... Uh, I figure there's not like a heaps of you guys, and apologies if you do, you can just skip to the next episode or whatever, do what you need to do if you've already heard it. Uh, but there's heaps of you that only listen to the Not For Radio um, you know, podcasts, so you don't actually hear any of the stuff that's on the radio show. But there was a fucking couple of real cracking side-splitting bits uh, that we played at the end of last year. Um, and this particular one is the uh, Frank's Curry con- Contest. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just buckled us, and I uh, thought we could finish on that today. Thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate you, as always, and, um, yeah, this is just a little bit of gold. This will brighten up your day. If you're having a shit day, at least you're not Frank. Jay and Dunk's yearbook. June. Big shout-out to Bruno Rossett, who messaged us this little beauty, and this is about a bloke that ended up judging a curry cooking competition. Uh, This particular article uh, reads, for those of you who live in Natal, you know how typical this is. So we're talking about Natal, South Africa. I think Brazil. They actually have a curry cook-off about June, July. Uh, Judge number three for this particular year was an inexperienced food critic named Frank who was visiting from America. So this is what Frank had to say. Recently, I was honoured to select uh, to be selected as a judge at a curry cook-off. The original person called in sick at the last moment, and I happened to be standing there at the judge's table asking for directions to the beer garden when the call came in. <laughs> I was assured by the other two judges, Natal Indians, that the curry wouldn't be all that spicy, and besides, they told me I could have free beer during the tasting, so I accepted. There's a win. Here is the scorecard notes from the event. Curry number one, Celine's Manic. Monster tomato curry. Delicious. Sounds great. Judge number one, a little too heavy on the tomato. Amusing kick. Judge number two, nice and smooth tomato flavor. Very mild. Judge number three, Frank. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell is this stuff? You could remove dried paint from your driveway. It took me two beers to put the flames out. I hope that's not the worst one. These people are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) The others called it mild. Um, Chili uh, curry number two. Phoenix barbecue chicken curry. Judge number one. Smoky with a hint of chicken. Slight chili tang. Judge number two. Exciting barbecue flavour. Needs more peppers to be taken seriously. Frank. (laughs) Judge number three. Keep this out of the reach of children. <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm supposed to taste besides pain. I had to wave off two people who wanted to give me the Heimlich manoeuvre. They had to rush in more beer when they saw the look on my face. 
Curry number three. <laughs> Shamila's famous burn down the garage curry. <laughs> oh, I'm, here. I'm in for this. Judge number one. It. Excellent firehouse curry. <laughs> Great kick. Judge number two. A bit salty. Good use of chili peppers. Judge number three. Call 911. I've located the uranium pill. My nose feels like I've been snorting drain cleaner. Everyone knows the routine by now. Get me more beer before I ignite. Barmaid pounded me on the back, and now my backbone is in the front part of my chest. I'm getting pissed from all this beer. Chili number four. Oh, God. Baboo's black magic bean curry. Let's go, Baboo. Judge number one, the black bean curry with almost no spice. Disappointing. Just massively disappointing. <laughs> Judge number two, hint of lime in the black beans. Good side dish for fish or other mild foods. Not much of a curry. <laughs> Judge number three, Frank's back. I felt something scraping across my tongue, but was unable to taste it. Is it possible to burn out taste buds? Shireen, the beer maid, was standing behind me with fresh refills. That 200 kg woman is starting to look hot. Just like this nuclear waste I'm eating. Is chili an aphrodisiac? It actually is. And I'm going to leave it there because, believe it or not, Frank's got three more curries to judge. Oh, that was well. That was, I mean, you you gave it a big tease, and by geez, did you deliver. I appreciate that to the same level as nicknames. Uh, it goes pear shaped for Frank next and his final three curries. I'm going to make you wait because uh, Frank's not having a very good day at the chili eating competition. Jay and Dunk's yearbook. June. I was just running you through the documentation of a scorecard for a chili eating contest and an American bloke <laughs> was looking for the beer garden and uh, got roped into this uh, curry and chili eating contest. Uh, there are so many people that are sitting in their car that are meant to be at an appointment 15 minutes ago that are waiting for the second half of this competition. Chili number five. Come Lyle's, on, Frankie boy. This is Lyle's legal lip remover. <laughs> Judge number one, meaty, strong curry, cane peppers freshly ground, adding considerable (laughs) kick. Very impressive. (laughs) Judge number two, average beef curry could use more tomato. Must admit the chili peppers make a strong statement. Oh, here we go. Judge number three, Frank, my ears are ringing. (laughs) Sweat is pouring off my forehead and I can no longer focus my eyes. I farted and four people behind me needed the paramedics. The contestant seemed offended when I told her her chili had given me brain damage. <laughs> Shireen saved my tongue from bleeding by pouring beer directly on it from the pitcher. I wonder if I'm burning my lips off. It really pisses me off that the other judges have asked me to stop, stop screaming. Screw them. <laughs> Here we go, chili number oh, six. Venetia's vegetarian v- variety. Judge number one, thin yet bold, a bold vegetarian variety variety curry. Good balance of spices and peppers. (laughs) Judge number two, the best yet. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. Aggressive use of peppers, onions, and garlic. This is superb. Judge number three, Frank. My intestines are now a straight pipe filled with gaseous sulfuric flames. I am definitely going to shit myself if I fart and I'm worried it will eat through the chair. No one seems inclined to stand behind me except Shireen the beer maid. I cannot feel my lips anymore and I need to wipe my ass with a snow cone ice cream. 
Chili number seven. Selena's mother-in-law's tongue curry. So, judge number one, a <laughs> mediocre curry with too much reliance on canned peppers. Oh. Judge number two, ho-hum, tastes as if the chef literally threw in a can of chilli peppers at the last moment. I should take note of the, at this stage, I'm worried about judge number three. <laughs> he appears to be in a bit of distress as he is cursing uncontrollably. <laughs> judge number three, Frank. <laughs> If you put a grenade in my mouth and pull the... (laughs) If you put a grenade in my mouth and pulled the pin, I wouldn't feel a thing. (laughs) I have now lost the sight in one eye. The world, the world sounds like it's made of rushing water. My shirt is covered with curry, which slid unnoticed out of my mouth. My pants are full of lava to match my shirt. At least during the autopsy, they'll know what killed me. I've decided to stop breathing. <laughs> it's too painful. <laughs> Screw it. I'm not getting any oxygen anyway. If I need air, I'll just suck it in <laughs> through the four inch hole in my stomach. <laughs> Cheers for listening to Not For Radio there, Big Herb. Much appreciated. We also do a radio show for our day job, which you can check out in our podcast feed as well. Go on, treat yourself. If you haven't already, whack the follow or subscribe button and give us a review.